All right. We're going to have some fun this morning. Everybody's like, uh, what does that mean? All right. Let me ask this question. How many of you do have no idea what YouTube is? Raise your hand if you have no idea what YouTube is. Okay, look around, everybody. Okay, you have no idea what YouTube is. This is awesome. Okay, YouTube is the second largest search engine on the internet. Okay, it is a video-based search engine, and Google is number one. So when you say, I'm going to Google something, that's what you're going to do. Most of you still have no idea what I'm talking about. But yet, there's this other thing called YouTube. Okay, and on YouTube, there's all kinds of amazing things on there. There's all kinds of bad things on there, but there's all kinds of amazing things on there. And the amazing, one of the amazing things that I think about is what are called fail compilations. Okay, and these are all compilations of videos that are placed into one uh, video, and it's all these people failing. And it's funny. We're talking about people standing on coffee tables and falling off of them. We're talking about people riding bikes trying to jump something and falling off. It's kind of like America's Funniest Home Videos, but on YouTube. It's on the internet. It's amazing. It's hilarious. There's all kinds of fun things to do. And it's actually um, somewhat painful to watch sometimes. People riding bikes off things they shouldn't do. People messing up. People driving terribly. And it's all piled into these one videos. Though many of these things are hilarious, they often look like they hurt in some way, shape, or form. People falling off of coffee tables, that looks like it hurts. <laughs> People trying skateboards, yeah, that, that's just enough to hurt anyone. If you are a skateboarder, you are far more coordinated than I am. I just can't do it. For the majority of all of these fails that happen, I believe almost all of them are avoidable. Okay, pay attention to that, all right? All of these things that people fail, like if you watch an accident, you witness an accident, probably nine times out of ten, that accident is avoidable. Now, if I stand on a coffee table and I fall off that coffee table, that is avoidable. Right? If I try to jump a bike off of something I shouldn't jump a bike off of, that is avoidable. Understand that these fails that you will see on YouTube are all avoidable, 100%, or majority of them. If they would have just put a little more thought and wisdom into their actions, they perhaps would have not made it on YouTube and failed in front of millions of people. Literally, the one, ones I watched had 40 million views. 40 million people watched that. It's amazing. The fact of the matter is we all have opportunities like this all the time. We all have opportunities where we start to step out and we are making a decision and we wonder, is this an opportunity for me to fail? Is this an opportunity for me to fall? Is this an opportunity to make myself look absolutely ridiculous? We're not sure if we're going to hit rock bottom. We're not sure if the bike will keep us up. We're not sure in our actual lives if we will stay standing. 
We're not sure if the decisions we make uh, for our family will keep our family united. We're not sure if the decisions we make even as a single person will help us later on in our lives. Sometimes we don't know what these decisions will do for us. Sometimes we need to find wise counsel. Sometimes we need to think about things a little bit longer. But I want you to notice this is exactly where I believe the children of Israel are in our passage this morning. I want you to look with me, Numbers chapter 31, we'll start in verse 1. Did I say Numbers? Deuteronomy, I apologize. Don't, I heard pages turning, That's, that was a red flag. Deuteronomy chapter 31, I'm not even there. Having a rough morning this morning. Deuteronomy chapter 31. The Bible says this, And Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel. And said unto them, I am an hundred and twenty years old this day. I can no more go out and come in. Also the Lord hath said unto me, thou shalt not go over this Jordan. That's a very important phrase. Notice that phrase again with me. Thou shalt not go over this Jordan. Verse 3, the Lord thy God, he will go over before thee, and he will destroy these nations from before thee, and thou shalt possess them. And Joshua, he shall go over before thee, as the Lord hath said. And the Lord shall do unto them as he did unto Sihon and to Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them whom he destroyed. The Lord shall give them up before your face, that he may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Be strong. And of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of a good courage. For thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them. And thou shalt cause them to inherit it. Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 8, our theme verse for the entire year, the Bible says this, And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. I'm going to preach to you a message I've entitled this morning, Failing to Fail. Failing to Fail. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity that we have here this morning. Father, I want to ask for your hand upon this service and upon this message. And I pray that your will would be done here this morning. Help us to see that we need to be aligned with you. That no matter what happens, you will never leave us nor forsake us. You will never fail us. Father, I pray that we would see that very clearly. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins again. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to know this. Write this down. Take it to the bank. Do whatever you want with it, but know this, failure is not and never is an option with God. Do you understand that? Failure is never an option with God. I've asked some guys to help me out this morning. So guys, if you'd come up, part of our illustration, these four guys are going to represent God, okay? It would have been better if there were three of them. We could have called them the Trinity or something like that. But there's four of them, all right? These four are going to represent God. I am going to represent me. And I'm going to represent some decisions that I am going to make. 
And know this, failure is never an option with God. So we're going to try this. I've never done this before. I'm going to fall backwards into these guys' arms. Yes, knowing that failure is never an option with God. Here we go, gentlemen. That was pretty good, actually. That was good, guys. Thank you. All right, you guys can have a seat. Thank you. I'll still need you again. Don't go too far. Okay, so failure is never an option with God. I'll be honest with you, I was a bit nervous. I trust those guys, but I've never done that with those guys before. Listen, the first time that you step out, the first time that you uh, uh, feel like you're falling into something with God, you don't know for sure if you can trust him implicitly. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you, and don't raise your hands about this, but I just want you to think about it. How many of you have ever felt like God has failed you? Hold on. Think about this. How many of you have ever felt, it's a feeling, that God has failed you? You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to do anything, but you just feel like God has let you down in some way. Most of us have a general understanding of the Bible. Most of us know the verse that God says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. We know that. We understand that. But that's not the question I'm asking. The question I'm asking is how many of you have ever felt like God has failed you? There are times in my life where I've questioned what God was doing. I'll be honest. God, I'm, I'm not sure what you're doing. And, and in my view, it seems like God is failing me. I know God is bigger than that. But I want you to notice, first of all, this morning, the feeling of failure. The feeling of failure. Moses, in this story, was instructed long before this takes place that he would be the one to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and into the land that was flowing with milk and honey. I want to show you that Exodus chapter 3. If you'll turn over there with me. Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3 is an important passage in the life of Moses. Moses is on the backside of the desert. He sees a burning bush. He understands this is weird. I don't know why this is happening, but there's a burning bush and it's not being consumed. And so he goes and someone talks out of the burning bush and says, take off your sandals for the place where on thou standest is holy ground. The burning bush starts talking to him. But here it is in verse 7 of chapter 3. The Bible says, the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of Egypt and to bring them up out of that land. Watch this, unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzite and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Look what he says to Moses. He says, Come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Now if any of you know this story, you know that Moses begins to argue with God just a little bit. He starts saying, God, I don't speak well. 
And he, and he does this, and he says he's got a little bit of, of fear in him, and God just says, hey, pay attention. Guys, I'm going to get you up here again. Guys, pay attention. Moses, don't worry about it. Just trust me. We're going to try this again. Here we go. That was a little more scary. <laughs> Moses goes, okay, God. And he trusts him. And he falls into God again. And guess what? God does some amazing things. Ten plagues. And before you know it, the children of Israel are walking out of Egypt led by Moses. They're walking and they're, they're going into a land that God has promised them. I want you to turn back with me to that passage, Deuteronomy chapter 31, and that passage that I told you to pay attention to. Just that one line there in verse 2. Also the Lord hath said unto me, Moses speaking, thou shalt not go over this Jordan. What? What? I mean, God said, no, Moses, you're the one who I've appointed to take these people out of Egypt and into the promised land. And now we see he can't even go over into the promised land. What's the deal? Some of us here this morning would go, well, obviously God has failed him. Obviously God didn't stay true to his word. Obviously God lied to him. How in the world could Moses ever say the rest of this? How in the world could he ever say that the Lord thy God is he that doth go with thee? He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. How can Moses say that? Obviously God has failed him. Lied to him, told him that he couldn't go into the promised land now. Perhaps even the children of Israel were scratching their heads in this instance. Moses, don't you know that God has failed us already? Don't you know that we have lost battles? Don't you know that we have uh, uh, tried to do certain things and God didn't help us? And we tried to, remember, remember when we were going into the promised land the first time? We tried to go up and beat those guys and they kicked our butts. They did that because God failed us. They probably were thinking some of these things. We've been let down by God. Moses, how in the world can you be so confident that God will never let us fail when we ourselves have already seen that? Some of you might be in this boat this morning. How can you be so confident that God will never fail? How can you say that with God, failure is never an option? Some of you may have trusted God for something in the past. You may have felt like this was the direction God wanted you to go, and you trusted him. But you feel like he failed you. And now, you don't know if you can ever trust him again. Now, you don't know if you fully believe that he will not fail you. You don't know if you fully believe that. You don't know if you can just fall into his arms again. You don't know if he'll forsake you. Let's define something before. What do we mean when we say God has failed us? Well, in this instance, usually we mean God you didn't catch me. Listen, if those guys opened their arms and let me fall flat on my face, that would mean God failed me, right? 
Has there ever been a moment in your life, understand this, pay attention to this, you don't have to raise your hand. Has there ever been a moment in your life where God did not catch you? I think if we're honest, the answer to that is yes. There have been times in my life where God did not catch me. And understand, before you get any further into this, why is it that God doesn't catch us when he says, I will not let you fail. I will not forsake you. I will not leave you. The guys, are, we're standing over. You, you don't have to stand up again. But this is where God is, okay? I want you to understand that. This is God's direction. This is where God works. This is how God works. When I want to meet with God, you know what I do? I come over here and I meet with God. Now, I want you to pay attention to this very closely. Here's what we do. Watch this. We come over here, away from God, and we start to make a decision. And we say, God, this is the thing that I want to do. This is my will. This is how I want to do things. And we start coming over here, and we go, God, 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 are you going to catch me? And we fall. Did God catch me? Answer honestly. No. What in the world? God, you said that you would never leave me nor forsake me. You said you would never fail. You said you wouldn't do it. So I, let's try this again, God. Come on now. God, God, God. God, why do you keep failing me? And listen, we do this all the time. Pay attention to this. This is so important. We get away from God, and we get into our own direction, and we get away from his direction. And you know what we do? We expect God to come running over here and save us and bail us out. We expect God to start running around chasing our will instead of us aligning with his will. Let me ask you this question. Can God catch me over here? 100%. I gave these guys special instructions. Do not come over here. God can catch me. The fact of the matter is, will God catch me? Nobody knows that. You see, I want you to know this. Write this down. Take it to the bank. Here we go. God always, or excuse me, God allows us to fail to realign us with his will. When I, if I start falling over here in this, I have a mattress here just so everybody's like aware of this. This is not for sleeping on today. I know I'm boring, but if I do this enough times, it's going to hurt. And then I'm going to remember, oh, there was a time when I took a step of faith and it didn't hurt because God was there to go before me. And I'm going to remember that and I'm going to go back to God. And I'm going to realign myself with his will. I'm going to realign myself with what he wants us to do. God allows us to fall. To realign us with his will. God does not, know this, God does not run around Fulfilling our will. Hello. Understand that. God does not run around trying to catch us everywhere we go. 
we ought to be aligning ourselves with him. You want to know why Moses is not able to go into the promised land? Because he came over here and he did his own thing. And he disobeyed God. And God said, because of that, you can no longer go into the promised land. You know why the children of Israel didn't make it into the promised land the first time? Because they disobeyed God and they didn't trust him. And they came over here and did their own thing. Listen to me. You may feel like God failed you. You may feel it. But all this is going to be very pointed. All we've done is failed personally. And we're blaming it on God. That's all we're doing. We have made our own decision and we've fallen. And we like to play the blame game. And we say, God, you failed me. When in reality, God's just standing over there holding his arms out saying, won't you just come over here? Won't you just align yourself with me? Won't you just live the life that you're supposed to live? Moses, notice this, Moses did not blame his failure on God. Moses realized that he had failed God. Moses says, listen, it's not God's fault, but God has said, no, I can't go in. But know this, anytime that I was aligned with God, he did not fail me. He did not fail me. It's because of this that Moses has the confidence to say, children of Israel, Joshua, he will never fail you. Especially when you look at what God has already allowed them to conquer. Number two, I want you to see peace because of the past. The feeling of failure is evidently there. But you need to understand where that feeling comes from. And once you understand that, then there's a peace because of the past, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 4, the Bible says, And the Lord shall do unto them as he did unto Sihon and to Og, kings of the Amorites, and unto the land of them whom he destroyed. And the Lord shall give them up before your face, that he may do unto them according unto all the commandments which I have commanded you. Moses refers them back to a time when they defeated two very incredibly Big in physical stature and fierce king, Sihon and Og. Numbers chapter 21. I'm going to take you back there. Numbers 21. Look at verse 23. Numbers 21, verse 23. The Bible says, would not suffer Israel to pass through his border. But Sion gathered all his people together and went out against Israel into the wilderness. And he came to Jahaz and fought against Israel. And Israel smote him with the edge of the sword and possessed his land from Arnon unto Jabbok, even unto the children of Ammon. The border of the children of Ammon was strong. Jump down to verse 33. And they turned and went up by the way of Bashan. And Og, the king of Bashan, went out against them, he and all his people, to the battle of Adrei. And the Lord said unto Moses, Fear him not, for I have delivered him into thine hand, and all his people in his land. And thou shalt do unto him as thou didst unto Sihon, king of the Amorites, which dwelt at Heshbon. So they smote him and his sons and all his people until there was none left him alive. And they possessed 
his land. Listen, they already had defeated some of the fiercest kings in the promised land. We know that Og was a giant. If God could get them through these two incredible kings, then God could get them through anything because there's a piece of understanding the past. I'm going to get you guys to come up again. Understand this. The more I fall into God's arms, the easier it becomes. The first time it was a bit difficult. But the more I do it, the easier it becomes. Just fall. Thanks, guys. The more I fall into God's arms, the easier it becomes, guys. The first time, I'm, I'm dead honest with you. I'm a little nervous. Now I don't even have to look behind me. Just go. Just go. The more I fall into God's arms, the easier it becomes. Faith is like a muscle. You got to work it out. You got to keep moving it. You got to keep trying. Listen to me. Make sure you're aligned with God. Don't come over here and do your own thing. Align yourself with God. And remember when you aligned yourself with God, God never failed you. And he never will. There are plenty of times in my life when God has caught me. There are plenty of times in my life personally that God has provided for me. There are plenty of times that I can personally look to that God did not let me down. Understand this, there's peace in that. There's a peace in knowing that God has already done this before. Understand this, you may not have something personal you can look to with God. But can I tell you this? There are plenty of stories in the Bible that tell us about God's character. That tell us who he is. And we can see it in this story right here. Hey, you guys have already done this once. Sihon and Og, they're already defeated. I defeated them for you. And if you don't believe the Bible, listen, start talking to some of these people around you. Start talking to some of these people that have lived life. Start talking to some of these people that say, God has never failed me. And you will see, you will hear the testimony of God. I want you to go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. The Bible says this. Watch this now. Be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing, but in everything. Watch this now. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Did you get that? Be careful for nothing. Okay, well, we'll just jump into everything, right? But by prayer and supplication, you know what that's doing? Hey, get back over here. Get back over here and align yourself with God by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Look at verse 7. And the peace of God, which... Passes all understanding. Shall what? Keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Listen, some of you probably think I'm crazy for falling into these four guys' arms. I have no problem anymore. There's a peace. I know they're going to catch me. 
Because I've aligned myself with them. I know they're there. And I know God is there. There have been times there's a peace and I pray and I look for God and I seek his wisdom and I thank him for all the times he's caught me before. And God, is this your will? And I fall into his arms and he will never fail me. He will never forsake me. Don't be nervous. Be careful for nothing. Let your requests be made known unto God. Fall into his arms. The more you do that, the more peace you will have. Sometimes, even still, you'll take a step of faith in your life. And you just don't know how God is going to do it. You just don't know how God is going to conquer. You just don't know how God is going to provide. But there's a peace. Because you've seen him do it time and time and time and time again. Because you have seen him work before, there's a peace that comes from the past. Number three and finally, which gives us the courage to conquer. The courage to conquer. Jump back to Deuteronomy 31 and look at verse 6. Deuteronomy 31 and verse 6. The Bible says this. Be strong. And of a good courage. Fear not. Nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Verse 7, and Moses called unto Joshua, said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of a good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord hath sworn unto their fathers to give them. And thou shalt cause them to inherit it. Here it is again in the Lord. He it is that doth go before thee. He will be with thee. He will not fail thee. Neither forsake thee. Fear not. Neither be dismayed. Israel, there is nothing that is going to stop you. God will always be with you. Joshua, you're the next leader. There is nothing that God will not conquer for you. Just be of good courage. Just be of good courage. Fear not. Listen, Moses is saying, understand, when you are aligned with God, walking with him, performing his will for you life, then understand there is nothing that can stand in your way. You know what the will of God for the children of Israel was? To enter into the promised land, be his people, and they would, they would be his people and he would be their God. That's God's will. So that's all they had to do. Listen, go in, conquer your land, stay close to me, walk with me, be with me, and you will conquer. There's nothing that can stand in our will. Did you know that even hell itself cannot prevail against it? We can have courage that God will keep moving us forward. We can have confidence that God will help us finish the job. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6. Being confident of this very thing. That he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Listen. Listen. Every person in here, 
I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your status is in life. Understand this. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life where he wants you to align with him. There will be battles along the way. Understand that. There will be problems. There will be mountains to climb. There will be walls to knock down. There will be all kinds of obstacles in your way. There will be doubts. There will be fears. But if you will walk with God and stay aligned with him, he will continue to perform in you what he started. He will never fail you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you on your own. He will go before you. He will fight your battles. He will knock down your walls. Because he wants you to accomplish his will for your life. And there's nothing that can stand in his way. In this God will catch you every time. And in this, we will conquer through Christ.